When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Back on the Sports Grid Draft Special, and we have Davis Maddock with us. Back earlier than we anticipated, Davis. You've been our most active correspondent tonight, and it's because the Chargers uh, got themselves uh, mixed up in a trade. Uh, good news for Chargers fans. They, they did give up picks 37 and 71 to the New England Patriots. Nothing could have shocked me less in this draft than the Patriots trading out of the first round. <laughs> uh, but And now they have, I, I think they had 12 picks going into the night, so... Uh, add another one to it. Uh, but with that pick, the Chargers take Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. W- were, you, were you thinking that they'd be looking defense here, A, and B, do you like Murray over Patrick Queen? Because those guys seem to be joined at the hip as far as projections are concerned. Well, I think if you're if you're talking about trading up, you know, you just selected a quarterback at number six overall, you're trading back up. You got to think, Oh, they're coming back up for a wide receiver. Maybe they really like Denzel Mims. Maybe they maybe they really want Josh Jones. Um, you know what? Whatever. Uh, you, you definitely are not thinking we're going to spend some extra draft capital so that we can go fill an off the ball linebacker. Uh, just weird, weird decision making from the the Los Angeles Chargers, and and I am sure that the Patriots were overjoyed to not have to make whatever selection it was they were about to take here because I'm I'm fairly certain that whoever the Patriots were looking at probably is going to be available at 37 because that's just sort of how they how they tend to roll. So weird, weird selection for me with the Chargers. Yeah, like AJ Epinesa will here. just be there at 37, well, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just how things work for the Patriots. So Davis, I want to ask you though, because when the Chargers were up there at number six, you did not like their pick of Justin Herbert and you wanted them at that point in the, in the draft to get a difference-making kind of speed off the ball, do-it-all linebacker. And now here in the bottom of the first round, they get a linebacker who can be a three-down guy, has speed, can go end-to-end and still fill a similar need in the mid-level of this Chargers defense. Do me a favor and compare what you see out of uh, Kenneth Murray vis-a-vis Isaiah Simmons. So I, I love Kenneth Murray, right? He is a He's like legitimately a great person. I'm an Oklahoma yeah. Sooners college football fan. I've, I've watched his career for a long time. I, I, I legitimately think he's great. Um, he's just not Isaiah Simmons, right? Isaiah Simmons can play cornerback. He can play safety. He can rush on the edge. And I think he's, especially when you pair him with someone like Derwin James, you can use those guys in such a multitude of ways. It, it will really make your defense hard to game plan for. I just, I do not think that the same thing is true of Kenneth Murray. I think 
Murray is going to be a good NFL player for a long time. I don't know if he is going to be a great NFL player for a long time. And he also just plays a position that has become devalued in the NFL in 2020. You know, very middle linebackers and uh, box safeties are kind of like running backs, but on the defensive side where you just you just find that those guys are worth less and less as time goes on because they have impact. They have less impact on the passing game. We've spoken about the Chargers being a win-now team, a team that expects to make the playoffs this year. How much does Kenneth Murray help with that? I mean, I, I think I think he does probably help, right? Like, he is going to be an above-replacement-level player. I don't necessarily know if it's enough to justify giving up what they gave up. Got it. So, uh, all right. Uh, clearly, as somebody that uh, likes the Chiefs, uh, and knows a lot about this division. The Chargers making two questionable decisions in the first round has to please the other teams. I, I'm I'm actually aligned with you on this. I think both of these decisions are questionable. Uh, and to Davis's point about Kenneth Murray, if you read a little bit about his background, and the, he, he he recently on the campus of Oklahoma, there was an accident where he had to deliver CPR to a woman, saved her life. His family has raised foster children, so he's been involved in uh, helping some really disadvantaged youth uh, have a nice home, and he is the type of person that could have a really big impact in the locker room. From a football standpoint, uh, I'm with Davis. Uh, This is shocking. Now, a a pick that they had a couple of years back in Denzel Perryman uh, was thought to be really good early on in his career, and unfortunately, due to injuries, um, he has waned in his production. So this is sort of a replacement for that, but uh, I think I'm with you. I think they could have gotten it a little bit later and certainly not given up the number of picks that they just gave up in order to do it. But maybe Kenneth Murray is the next uh, Luke Keekley or Bobby Wagner. We'll see. But uh, good stuff, Davis. Appreciate it. Uh, you were back a little bit earlier than we anticipated. It's good to see you, and we'll catch you a little bit later in this round. All right, guys. Good luck rest of the night. Thanks. So Saints uh, are on the clock, and the pick is in here, guys. Uh, we're gonna. This is our division, so NFC South. Uh, we get to hang out with one another. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, what do we think here? Patrick Queen here? I think this yeah. could be Patrick Queen. Uh, sorry, Ariel. I think this could be Patrick Queen. You know, the Saints are one of those teams that can go best player available, don't have a glaring need. And when you're this level of contender, I actually think – you can start thinking about the other contenders in the NFC. And when I think about the Saints, Patrick Queen is the kind of guy that you can literally say, now go cover George Kittle. Now go cover Zach Ertz. And some of these other mismatched tight ends that are a problem these days in the NFL, they don't even have to leave the state of Louisiana to do it. I think Patrick Queen is the pick here at linebacker. Ariel, how about Jordan Love? For the Saints... You know, I I was thinking that the Saints could be one of those teams that can maybe pick up a free agent quarterback. Drew Brees already signed away his life to NBC Sports for his post-playing career to be in the broadcasting world. I don't think this is his last year. Maybe give him two years left. Um, If it is, then, yeah, maybe you could go there. But I think if the Saints really wanted Jordan Love, maybe they would have given up something if they thought he was their quarterback of the future. To move up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That would it would interest me. Right I, I don't now, think quarterback t- is at five to one for the Saints to draft a quarterback. Wide receiver and linebacker were the two best odds on the board at plus two fifty. Yeah. It's interesting to me that wide receiver would still be a need after getting Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason and free agency already. You obviously know they have Michael Thomas. I even hear Ted Ginn Jr. is going to give it another run. So, I, I mean, when you think about it, the Saints don't need much on the offensive side of the ball. They even still have the Swiss Army knife that is Taysom Hill, depending on how they will use him this year. I think it's got to the quarterback of the future, Dane. Well, the thing is, he's 30 he's- years old. <laughs> If he's actually the cornerback of the future, then he will not be on punt block and punt return and end <laughs> rounds. If he's actually yeah. their QB2, they can't really risk it. So we shall see. Yep. But I think the coverage side-to-side linebacker is the move here for the Saints uh, coming up. Yeah. We'll bring Cam Stewart back in. Cam's here to talk about the Vikings. But we, we just kind of covered that a few minutes ago. I'd love to get your thoughts here on what you think. First, uh, either one, Chargers trading up to take Kenneth Murray or what the Saints might do here. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, the thing about Jordan Love is how long is he going to last, right? You talk about Drew Brees, and, you know, Dane mentioned it, right? Taysom Hill's a nice guy. He's a nice weapon to have. He can do a lot of different things, but a full-time quarterback, that that's that's not going to happen, He's even though he's been very impressive. Do you go with Love? Could be a great fit for these guys, but I also think the Packers are in play for Love at 30, and mm-hmm. I know I'm doing the NFC North. They, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any, any younger either, but uh, it should be very interesting for Minnesota here right now, guys. Um, I told you about Jalen Johnson. Another, another need that I'm thinking about, I actually thought Seattle might get this guy, but, uh, you know, you got, hey, Ariel, you went to Penn State? Didn't you go to no, Penn bro, State, or uh, was that just Jaron? You went to Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Gross Matos, he, he's the guy. You're talking about an edge rush. They they need that situation, but I think they have to go with corner right now, and may- maybe they get uh, – uh, Matos is actually a great fit for Seattle. Pete Carroll loves edge rushers. Remember they mm-hmm. dropped Bruce yeah. Irvin, and yeah. he's just been one of those guys that he loves that type of player. But uh, I predict Johnson goes here, and then maybe Seattle will get uh, Gross Matos. But we'll see what happens, guys. Jordan Love's going to be very interesting. If, if the Saints uh, – you know what do you what do you do like? Do you think Green Bay like Green Bay? What do you guys think about Green Bay and their situation? Right? I think. Uh, sorry, Dean. No, I was going to say I think Green Bay might be in the wide receiver market when Aaron Rodgers is still in his prime. They need to get someone on the other side of Devontae Adams. Guys like Marquez Valdez Scantling isn't cutting it. Lazar isn't cutting it. They lost Geronimo Allison. I think yeah. he's finally get another respected option opposite Devontae Adams. Yeah, I guess uh, T. Higgins is still around. Ayuk from uh, Arizona State looks like a nice little option, too. So that should be uh, interesting, guys. But we'll see. Um, I don't know. Minnesota is one of those teams. We are teams. seeing right now that the New Orleans Saints did take the offensive lineman, Cesar Ruiz, who for the Saints was at plus 650 for the Saints to draft an offensive lineman. Dane, how surprised are you for the Saints to go O-line here? Listen, I mean, it was a mild surprise to me. I thought they would go on the defensive side of the ball. But again, we've said it now a number of times so far on this broadcast. You can never go wrong going with an offensive lineman, right? And you do have a quarterback now probably on his victory lap. So the Saints ain't going to go anywhere if Drew Brees isn't upright. So you can't be mad trying to get someone to protect him. Cam, you were talking about the Seattle Seahawks, and that was a team where I saw Cesar Ruiz going as well because the Seahawks are a very run-dependent offense. uh, New Orleans kind of is too, and according to Mel Kuyper of ESPN, he said Ruiz is one of the best interior linemen in this draft. Yeah, no, I really like Ruiz, and I'll tell you something. One thing Pete Carroll will regret when we went for Jimmy Graham, we lost Max Unger. And the yep. Seahawks changed when they lost Max Unger. They became a team that, you know, they, they have a million running backs. He was a difference maker, and that's the thing. You got Graham, he looks so good, and at that point in his career, I was very pissed off. It's hard to find a good center like that. And, you know, Pete Carroll will like Ruiz. That's actually a good point, Ariel. If they don't go with Gross Matos, I think uh, Ruiz could be a very, very nice uh, p- uh, positional player, a nice center at that spot, too. Seattle has a lot, a lot of needs. Like, I think the offense is great. DK Metcalf worked out. A lot of people were ripping him. Oh, he's just got a washboard. He had great cheese on his uh, abs. But, yeah, no, he turned out to be pretty damn good. You remember the games down the stretch, guys. So, wow. Uh, what do we got here? Vikings. The, the Minnesota Vikings have traded their pick. Uh, it looks like a has been made. The Minnesota Vikings are no longer in the 25th position. It looks like it's the San Francisco 49ers who will be making that pick instead. You know, Cam, we were about to talk about, you know, who Minnesota could be uh, taking here, but it will be San Francisco. So instead, we bring in George Kurtz. Now, George, you we were talking about how they may be looking to accumulate assets. This 49ers team entered the draft, you know, tonight at least, without a second-round pick, without a third round pick without a fourth round pick they are in fact accumulating assets it is now the Niners on the clock what do you think is behind the move here George yeah they just traded in uh, they gave their uh, what the, their other pick in the first round 31 117 and another pick to move up here I think it's McKinney you think, I think it's I, the safety Could I think it's the safety Okay, he would be the best safety on the board in many people's estimation. He was on the FanDuel book, the the first uh, safety to go off the board, the favorite of that. You mentioned before how they have some uh, elder statesmen on the back end. You think it could be the safety. Could it possibly be that they are in the market 
for, uh, you know, a quarterback or an offensive lineman <laughs> for our house. You know, we have talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, how long he is. We even heard the rumors and the reports that uh, they, they uh, listened to the idea of Tom Brady for a little while. Jordan Love continuing to fall, but you think they continue to add to that top-level defense in San Francisco, George? Safety's where they need help. I don't think it's a quarterback. I mean, you've gone all offseason saying it's Garoppolo, Garoppolo, Garoppolo. I mean, you're putting doubts in his head now after what happened in the Super Bowl, as we talked about earlier, two for ten, second half, missed Emmanuel, standing for what might have been the game winner. And then you're gonna go grab an Eason. Yeah, no. So I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's I think it's gonna be uh somebody on defense. I could see a wide receiver too. That wouldn't shock me either. But I think it's gonna be McKinney. He's the top rated safety on the board. There's good value at getting him here. If you were to look at San Francisco taking a wide receiver, who would you be looking at? You know, the guy I would have liked to get them if they had it earlier was Jefferson before Minnesota grabbed them. Uh, Higgins at Clemson, that's my next guy on my board. That's the guy who I would go for here. Sort of, He's similar to what they have. It's my only worry there. But Higgins would be my guy at the going wide receiver. I don't mind Ayuk either or Pittman. They're both there, both good players. Well, Brandon Ayuk, it looks like, is in fact the pick, George, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. This is a guy we talk about explosive. Like we talk about yards after the catch. And to be quite honest, I want to ask you, George, could this in fact be a fit for San Francisco, think about Shanahan and think about the schemes he runs. Think about the kind of the guys that he has that can do it all, whether it be a Debo Samuel, whether it be even a Bourne. You know, they have guys that are not the one trick pony. And Ayuk, whether it's as a returner or explosive kind of yak guy, could he be a better fit for this offense? You know, Dan, you make a great point. Shanahan doesn't care about your traditional offense. That's right. Two outside guys, your slot guy. He's going to find out what works for you. So I think if he had three slot guys, he'd be okay with it. I think it's strange to say that, but I think he'd be okay with that. He'll find ways to scheme and get them open. So I'm okay with this pick. It's probably not where I, where I would have gone if I was San Fran. I think I would have taken this receiver earlier, by the way. But they may have gone for best player available there, and I didn't mind them taking uh, a defensive tackle. But they get their receiver. They badly needed it. And you know they must have felt they badly needed it to trade away more picks to move up here so george with that being said how come the move so early on in the first round when you know that you need a receiver and you could have gotten one of the top three i once again I think it's best player available i think they couldn't believe that he was still there i think it, it's you know it's a little crazy to me you trade the forest buckner because you are overloaded on the defensive line right so you could afford to trade away a, one of the best defensive linemen in the league you get your number one and then you draft another defensive lineman who's not going to be as good as Buckner in year one, probably not year two. It does save you on the salary cap. That had to be best player available. Well, thanks a lot, George. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us for a couple of minutes. If, C if San Francisco happens to make some more moves, we'll be sure to come back to you. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us, George. Anytime. Absolutely. So now, Ariel, we go back to the Miami Dolphins, right? Now mm -hmm. here at pick number 26 overall, we've had our guy Craig Mission a few times. We'll have him back in in a second. Now let's think about what the Dolphins have done so far. They get their franchise quarterback at number five overall. Then, as we've said, they protect their franchise quarterback yep. at number 18 overall. Craig, you've been thinking that this could be where they go running back. DeAndre Swift still on the board. That's where I think they're going to go. You think they pull the trigger here? I think they're going to take uh, Xavier McKinney from Ooh, uh, from you. Alabama mm. uh, with the pick here. So um, that is the uh, the next move for the Dolphins here. So well, uh, that's what I think, at least. So that's Man, what, you uh, said that you you really like the Dolphins to take a running back in this situation. However, how surprised do you think that the Dolphins were that this the number one safety that was supposed to be on the board is still available? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the uh, I think that's the call here, Ariel. I think that they were actually interested in um, the center that went recently as well to New Orleans. So um, this is kind of, I, I suppose, a fallback option for them. We'll just have to see what they end up doing in the second round. Like I said, they're going to end up with a running back at some point. So um, I don't think they've announced the pick officially yet. So we'll see if I scoop that one. No, they are really interesting. They are technically still on the clock, but that's why we love to have you here as our <laughs> NFL insider, Miss. You think the pick 
could be Alabama safety Xavier McKinney. We've talked about taking before, Craig, you know, the calculated risk, right, at the running back position. They still have pick right. 39. They still have pick 56. We will see. We're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we're going to get your reaction. Was okay. your scoop absolutely correct or nope, not? No. <laughs> Dolphins will make their third of three first-round picks when we come back. It could be the running back, and then Ariel might hit her prop right off the bat about running backs because it was literally will it go or not. It was 0.5 in essence, mm -hmm. a prop bet yes or no for the running back position. And this might be the only viable place that it can happen. So if you bet this prop bet that there will be a running back taken in the first round, it is probably going to be now or never. We'll find out if you hit it on the other side of the break. This is Sports Grid draft coverage special we'll see if mish is right come on back get on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com at jc fashion counts for everybody and everybody it's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Sports Grid Draft Special. I'm Ariel Epstein. We have Mike Blewett and Dane Martinez here. Dane, we've seen now some wide receivers come off the board. Yeah. And last year, the 49ers interested in Arizona State's wide receiver, Nikhil Harry. Then New England jumped ahead, and they were able to get Harry. So the 49ers now getting Brandon Ayuk. How surprised are you to see these wide receivers going at this stage in the game? You know, I'm not super surprised, Ariel. Remember, at the very top of the show, one of the things I mentioned was that the wide receiver group as a whole could fall down a little bit as each individual team decides this kind of supplier demand and taking that calculated risk. I think the New York Jets did that at number 11, going offensive line and seeing what they can get later on. And also, you know, the San Francisco has done that as well. We thought maybe at pick, you know, 12 or 13, their first pick, it didn't happen then. It's happened further back. So maybe we are, in fact, seeing that. But now, you know, the idea that because the, the depth is there, the quantity is there, and instead going for these kind of elite, you know, even an interior lineman or elite players at safety or other positions, knowing that there are still, you know, six, seven, eight wide receivers who could be solid for your NFL franchise. Really interesting here. The Green Bay Packers are in now. They're on, their pick is in at number 26. Utah State's Jordan Love is still available. We've mentioned the Packers as a potential quarterback Absolutely. candidate with Aaron Rodgers aging a little bit. How much could you see this trade-up being for Jordan Love? 
This is possible. This is possible. You know, this could be where they say, "Uh oh, the guy is still there. Let's get the assets to get the heir apparent. Jordan Love, a very talented quarterback, right, with his arm strength, drawing some comparisons to Patrick Mahomes. Wouldn't he be a great person to have um, kind of as the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers? But I actually think instead, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you are a you know, you are a contender. And what you have to do is help what you have around him. I think they do not have a legitimate second wide receiver. Guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, guys like Alan Lazard have not cut it. They, get, uh, they uh, lost Geronimo Allison in the offseason. I actually believe this is where they get support on the other side of Devontae Adams. But I don't know if you trade up in order to get that. I don't know if the wide receiver, given the supply and demand argument I've made the entire night, I don't think you necessarily go up for wide receiver this could be a premier position that the Packers are interested in if it is wide receiver who could you see the Packers being interested in here listen if there's a wide receiver there's still a lot of guys that are out there it could be a guy like T Higgins it could be a guy like Mims out of Baylor it could be you know Cam mentioned uh Claypool out of Notre Dame I love KJ Hamler out of Penn State and Pittman out of USC but instead you don't go up for a wide receiver you go up for a quarterback Ariel I have to give the credit to Jared Smith and Dane you might have spoken about this too on both your show I know that Jared made mention he saw Jordan Love going to the Green Bay Packers in this spot how surprised are you Dane at this at the uh the Green Bay Packers trading up for Love yeah, I mean, it does surprise me a little bit because here's what it signals, right? It signals that t Father Time is ticking on Aaron Rodgers, right? And they are going to get it now. I have talked about this with even Mike Blewett, who we have on this show. You know, when do these teams go and pull the trigger on the heir apparent, right? You know, the Giants finally did it with Eli Manning aging. It seems like the Chargers never took that opportunity. The Steelers took that opportunity multiple times in the last few years, and it seems like the Green Bay Packers are doing that right now. I'll tell you what, though. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, who is a surly dude on some levels, to say the least, I don't know if I would like when I have the opportunity to go and get myself a weapon that can help me on and out on the outside, this team went to the NFC Championship game last year, Ariel. Mm -hmm. So when you have the option to maybe put the cherry on top for Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and instead they trade up to get your heir apparent, I don't know how if I would feel right now if I was Aaron Rodgers. Especially when you're a quarterback such as Aaron Rodgers, who sat behind a quarterback for a few years, and he knows the feeling. George Kurtz, how surprised are you by this move with the Green Bay Packers trading up to get Jordan Love? Probably not a surprise as Aaron Rodgers. There I you mean, go. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Did, I mean, yeah, I listen, Aaron Rodgers still has a couple of years left to play. I understand Love may have slipped a little bit, but it's not a major slip. So very surprised here that they went after Jordan Love here. I mean... I'm a believer that you do take a quarterback in most drafts, develop one. If it works out, that's great. You can trade him down the line here. If it doesn't work out, you're fine. But Jordan Love, first-round pick, it's not like the Packers are a ready-made team. They could have gone wide receiver. They could have gone anywhere a number of defensive players to help out there. Didn't they just get smashed by the 49ers? They literally got thrown all over the field twice yeah. last season. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, this one raised, raised my eyebrows. I'm with you, George. You know, they went heavy on the defensive side of the ball last year, both in free agency with guys like Zadarius and Preston Smith and in the draft, you know. But I'm with you. This idea that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, however many years he still has, the window is open when you have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. But they decide to, instead of helping him out and getting another weapon to get the air apparent, I'm with you. Like, what do you think Aaron Rodgers is thinking right now? They could have got him a shining new toy. Instead, they got him an object in the front view mirror that may be larger than it appears. That's a great analogy. I, I agree. I mean, Rodgers can't be happy about this. I think we just heard Schefter say that uh... – they took uh, Love the same uh, age. Rodgers was the same age when they took Rodgers when they had Favre. So maybe there's something to that. That's what they believe. That's Listen, I don't I don't have a problem here if you're a ready-made team. Then get the best player, fine. Or if Rodgers is probably two, three years older. But as you're hinting at, I mean, this team is competing for a Super Bowl now, and they're not the best team in the NFC. They're behind the Saints. You know, they might still be behind the 49ers. Hell, maybe they're behind the Buccaneers now, and you didn't get better in the first round here. You didn't. And if Rodgers is angry, too, I'd have gotten him the shiny new toy. I'd have gotten him a wide receiver or somewhere along that. But anything but a quarterback in the first round. 
All right. So what do you Jordan- think it could have? What do you think it could have been that made them love Jordan Love so much to want him to be the heir to Aaron Rodgers' throne? I think it's just organizational thinking. Green Bay probably more than any other team in the league does believe in drafting quarterbacks, but generally it's not the first round unless there's something wrong with Aaron Rodgers that we don't know about. I mean, they've been keeping it hidden, which I would very much doubt. But uh, this, this, this is a little bit of a surprise for me because it's a first-round pick. If this was third round, I could live. I would be surprised if it was the third-round pick, but I could live with it. But first round, when you're not a ready-made team, I just don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. It's almost like I'm expecting another move. I know it's not coming, not with Rodgers, but wh- why? I keep going to the man. Why did you do this? Yeah, this is interesting. The only thing I can think of is that because of the skill set, the natural raw ability that Jordan Love has, maybe someone like Aaron Rodgers is the perfect mentor and tutor to kind of polish up his game. But George, you are here as our NFC West correspondent, I do believe, and the Seattle Seahawks are up next on the clock, right? Uh, Previously, our guy Cam Stewart, Ariel, myself, we had been talking about Penn State edge rusher Yater Gross Matos as a potential potential fit here, but what I want to ask you is, sometimes can teams with their draft picks not only send signals to players on their roster, like Green Bay may be doing right now to Aaron Rodgers. What about the idea that Seattle could send a message to free agent Jadavion Clowney with this pick? If you think about it, they've already got Bruce Irvin back. They signed Benson Mayoya from the uh, Las Vegas now Raiders as you know cheaper uh, pass rushing options. If they go with an edge rusher here, as well, maybe they're just saying to Clowney, yeah, we ain't going to spend the money. We're going to go the cheaper route to get pressure on the quarterback. And that's what they can do. They didn't, Clowney originally wanted over $20 million a year. Then it came down to 18. Now right. it's 16. Now he'd be lucky to get, I don't know, 10, 12 if it's after the draft here. But yes, I think the Seattle Seahawks, they traded for Clowney last year, right? I mean, it wasn't, they didn't get, they didn't get robbed or anything like that, but they traded for Clowney last year for a pass rusher. They don't have him right now. Epinesa, Gross Matos, Marlon Davidson. I think it's one of these three guys. They need help off the edge here to get to the quarterback. Isn't if you don't, they have a solid secondary. The secondary played better when Diggs and Landry were acquired. So I think they'll, they'll be okay there. I can see McKinney here as well, but I think they go in Gross Matos. That's the name I've heard most associated with Seattle. We do have Mike Blewett back with us. He has a little bit of technical difficulties. Yeah, However, right. Seattle yeah. on the clock. How much could you see the Seahawks taking a running back here? Uh, I mean, after the Rashad Penny situation, I, I, don't, I don't see the Seahawks getting back into the running back market. I think they roll with Penny and Chris Carson. I mean, unfortunately, I missed uh, during this technical issue. I missed the most exciting thing of the first round. And I heard somebody say that Aaron Rodgers serving as a mentor. No chance. He will not mentor Jordan Love in even the slightest way. He will be more brutal to Jordan Love than Favre was to him. I guarantee that. Uh, I am shocked by that. It is a sign that they are they have a plan in place to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And I know he's getting older and he's had some injuries, but it's not as bad as Ben Roethlisberger's injury history. And I believe he's a little younger than Ben Roethlisberger, a year or so. So I'm surprised by that. It, it's a signal that they're ready to move on. And with two 42- and 43-year-old quarterbacks playing, uh, I'm I'm stunned. I'm sure Jordan uh, Aaron Rodgers is the least happy guy in America right now. <laughs> in the football world, there's bigger things going on but in the football world. Yeah. Well, thank you, George, for coming on. We do have Cam, George? who's also coming back to talk a little bit more Jordan Love here. Cam, Jordan Love goes to the Green Bay Packers. Packers trade up for the Utah State quarterback. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, first off, uh, sorry about the Terrell situation, but I nailed this one, right, Dave? Yeah. And Ariel, I tell you, Jordan Love. Here's the thing. Jordan Love at Utah State, a couple years before, like, he was money. He was one of the best quarterbacks. He was electrifying. And last year, he took a step back. Then they talk about the marijuana thing. And sometimes it happens, right? These these quarterbacks, you know, they, they, they go through struggles. They go through trials and tribulations. But Jordan Love is an interesting prospect. He's got good wheels. And he's very, very elusive. The one problem that they have is the when he missed people, his accuracy. That's right. why I love Tua so much. Because love, when you look at his accuracy, out of all the quarterbacks, it was worse. Like that everybody, like even like I think it was like four to six percent worse than Herbert. And his sometimes he had really bad numbers under pressure. But I will say this 
small small school quarterback, electrifying, can do a lot of things, and, and he has something to prove now being drafted this late. Let's remember when betting started, Jordan Love's over-under was 9.5. People were thinking Jacksonville wouldn't pass him up at 9, and now you slip all the way this far in the draft, guys? I'll tell you, right. I think I think it's a great pick by Green. I, I know what you guys are saying about Rodgers, and I think a receiver would have been good too, but you have to remember something. It is noticeable. Aaron Rodgers has regressed to a like he is not the same guy. He's gone through a lot of things. He was missing passes that he used to make in his sleep, guys. Yeah. Blindfolded. So he is not that guy that he used to be. They have to think about the future. Let's remember Rogers under the tutelage of Brett Favre. This was the same damn situation. So right, it is Love, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same, Mike. So they yeah. could have a couple years, and you know, th- there it is. Like I, I think it's a good pick. I, I agree with Dane, though. Like, the receiving core that they have, it's Devontae Adams and a bunch of guys. Uh, can uh, I say well, one thing about the sure, chip Mike. on the shoulder thing with Jordan Love? Uh, it, look, if you get traded, if a team trades up for you and takes you to replace Aaron Rodgers, you're well thought of. I don't want to hear the chip on the shoulder thing uh, from Jordan Love. He's a first-round no, pick. Mike, He's good he to go. He's supposed to be going way or Like, Here's the thing. Like, people are thinking, okay, Herbert's gone. Maybe New England at, uh, at, with their yeah. pick. Like, to, for him to last this long, I thought he'd be probably around, you know, 18, 19. Not this deep. Because yeah. a lot of people had bad things to say. They're, they they think his talents regress. But you have to look at the kid earlier in his career and the things they do. And I, gr- I guess Green Bay is thinking he could be the perfect match for them. He's not worried about cold weather. He played at Utah they, State. Everything's yeah. fine. They lost a ton of pieces last year, and it led to a lot of interceptions on his best. 17 interceptions, I think the most in FBS last year. So I'm going to throw it to you, even though uh, George Kurtz is our NFC West guy. We just spoke to him. You're a Seattle Seahawks fan. Jordan Brooks, linebacker, Texas Tech to the Seahawks. What do you think? Very, very surprised. Yeah. Uh, I am ab- absolutely shocked, actually. Usually Seattle trades out of this pick. That's what they do every year. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised they actually like didn't trade down and Same. try to get more. but. Yeah. They have a good. They have a good linebacking core. It is not their most imp- yeah. inherent need, Mike. The yeah. thing is, they need it. They need help in the secondary. Jordan Brooks is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but they also need a lot of help. I would have thought another pass edge rusher, a lineman, maybe somebody in the secondary. Well, Cam, yeah, Kim, that's what the odds were saying. The odds were saying defensive lineman plus one seventy five, yeah. safety five to one. Then you see linebacker. It's at seven to one for a linebacker. I don't understand. Maybe Pete Carroll and his staff know something special about him. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but this is very shocking to me. I thought Seattle would go in a totally different direction. I'm thinking secondary or offensive line help. They got another receiver in Metcalf. They need to help Russell Wilson too, guys. You guys know he's running for his life all the time. His first instinct is to run because there's never any protection there, right? It's almost become a thing with him. But I didn't see linebacker as the biggest need for Seattle. Very interesting pick. And Cam, yeah. talk to me about this specific linebacker. Even if they did go linebacker, there's other ones on the board that are higher rated than this guy, right? Like, I, I think Patrick Queen is still on the board. A guy I would have taken Queen about him, too. Bound out of Wisconsin. So even if That's... they do say Brooks, this is a guy who's more, to be honest, profiles as a kind of middle linebacker in a 3-4 scheme. You got Bobby Wagner not missing tackles for years. I don't know about the fit here, Cam. I don't, like, I, I gotta be honest with you. Like, I, it's... I, I, I'm stunned. It's actually, when you really think about it, it, it is a crazy pick to me. They obviously have some information that he's good. I would have gone with Patrick Queen too, Dane. You yeah. saw him at LSU. He's, he's a yep. great player. I'll, even even this, Mike, uh, Ariel, think about this. Cole Komet. When has Seattle ever had a tight end? Sure. They get Jimmy Graham at the, like, you know, not, a, not his best football. Seattle is always plugging in these guys. Hollister, all the guys that they have. Will Disley. Like, are you kidding me? Cole Komet yeah. would be like, they need it. You want to give Russell Wilson some more help? This one makes absolutely no sense to me. They must have this guy rated higher than everybody else, but not very impressed by Seattle. I was happy when they went with DK Metcalf uh, before and shrugged off the negative criticism. He turned out great, but I don't know what the, what these guys are smoking right now because that's a crazy pick for them. Yeah. Um, in a 3-4 scheme, a, a little bit of a bigger linebacker. I don't know that Patrick Queen is necessarily the best match for Bobby Wagner, so I can understand not Patrick Queen, but I really am surprised here. Offensive line has just been an issue continuously for them for years, and they continue to just 
uh, roll the same guys out there. Obviously, they traded for Dwayne Brown. They have a center that they like, but um, I think they signed Finney from the Steelers this offseason yeah. as well. So they addressed it, but not in a significant way. Linebacker is surprising to me here. Um uh, but it is what it is. They they weren't terribly active in uh, free agency either. But thanks, Cam. Dane, Ariel, and myself will be back right after this. If you want the edge, stay right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, folks, we're back. Sports Grid Draft Special. Thanks for watching us throughout this evening. Uh, hopefully, a lot of you stuck in there through all of these picks. We've gotten through a lot. We're through 28 picks right now because the Baltimore Ravens pick is in. We don't know what it is just yet, and the Titans are on the clock. I think we'll try to get to 30, maybe 31 before we're out of this final segment, and we bring in uh, Scott Farrell, host of uh, Coast to Coast, uh, obviously in-game live and, and many other things here uh, on SportsGrid. So, uh, Scott, you didn't get a chance to comment uh, on some of the major things that have happened here. There's been some surprises. I think the biggest one that will be remembered tonight is Henry Ruggs at wide receiver for the Raiders. But uh, even bigger to me is Jordan Love selected by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I heard uh, everybody uh, talking about it. Uh, great analysis by everybody. Look, I think it's a natural progression of things in the NFL. I'm not surprised at all that they uh, selected a quarterback that everybody knew was going to go in the first round. Everybody's always wrong about where all these picks are going to land and predicting these things are like uh, trying to catch a star uh, falling out of the sky in your backyard. So here's the deal. Uh, it's the exact same thing like you guys discussed of Favre to Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers, to me, was no better than Love at Cal Berkeley than Love was at Utah State racking it up. So this is just uh, fitting for me. It's how the world works in the NFL. Uh, they think at 35, he's probably got four years left maximum, and there's your future quarterback. I agree with you, Blue. He's not going to be his best friend, but Favre wasn't his best friend either. Definitely not. So, that's the way the world works. Uh, as far as rugs, I wasn't surprised at all based on his speed. The NFL is all about speed. Everything in the NFL is about speed, and frankly, uh, I think the rest of it's about the trenches. 
size and skill inside on both sides of the line. When I looked at the draft tonight, I discussed it earlier with you, I am telling you, I think New York, both sides, green and blue, you get Thomas, you get Becton. Those guys are freaks up front. The deal for worse in Tampa to protect Tom Brady is a great deal. I think the Dolphins will get roasted on both picks. In the future, I think Tua will be standing on the sidelines, and I never liked Austin Jackson to begin with. There were five better uh, tackles than him, including the kid at Boise, uh, Cleveland, who is a better skill player up front than Austin Jackson ever was, so they'll get roasted. I loved what the Raiders did. The Arnett pick, the kid's a badass, played with a broken wrist. I think the Murray selection, so Herbert and Murray with the Chargers was a fantastic draft, and I think the best pick I've seen is the one that just happened. Patrick Queen is absolutely sickening vicious on a football field. They never feed the kid all week long. They give him coal in his bedroom, and he chews on it for dinner. And then on Saturdays, he destroys people. He plays all over the field like a missile. He reminds me of Ferguson from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. When they found out that his car, Firebird, got screwed up, he got all fired up and went out and lit people up. That's the way Pat Queen plays football. What a snag for the Ravens. That guy is an absolute, all capital letters, killer. Trust me, you. He's a killer. Ariel, it's your team. <laughs> hey, I love, though, that you can put the bias aside, Pharrell, and you can give the Ravens some credit. We all know how much the Ravens love to draft out of the SEC. Usually with Ozzie Newsome, it was Alabama. However, LSU, a pretty close second there. Also, linebacker position, Ravens lost two linebackers in the offseason. They need to fill the hole. I put up the Ravens jersey of Ray Lewis behind me today because right. linebacker is where the Ravens needed to fill. Secondary's doing just fine. Perfect fit for the Baltimore Ravens. He needs to go out to dinner with Ray Lewis and learn how to turn to turn his nasty into, uh, you know, mean nasty. I think that Ray can teach the kid a lot. He is a great football player. Ed Orgeron knows it. Everybody knows it. Ask anyone in the S. CC. I guarantee you on Saturdays, Nick Saban worried about a guy on defense when they were playing them, and his name was Queen. The guy is a freak talent. I'm scared to death of him, playing him, the Steelers against the Ravens. We are screwed. I'm telling you, that's a great player. I can't believe he lasted this long. I'll tell you another thing. The Ravens wanted him all along. They nope. sat there for a month and a half waiting to get their hands on this guy. He is no joke. You know, to Scotty or to Ariel, when I was talking about Patrick Queen potentially for the New Orleans Saints, I was saying, hey, this is a team that doesn't need help on offense. And when you're a true championship contender, you can also, you know, be a little bit exorbitant in your needs. And I said when it was New Orleans, hey, go cover George Kittle, go cover Zach Ertz. Well, now for Baltimore, the same thing is in play. Go cover Travis Kelsey in the AFC championship game. Ariel, how do you feel about Queen maybe having that role? Yeah, it's exactly what they need. They need to have as much depth as possible. And as I mentioned, they lost two linebackers. It's a really good fit for the Baltimore Ravens. They need someone that can come up. And the Ravens have gone offense for so many years. Since Lamar Jackson, they've been building around him on offense. It's time to focus again on the defense. Defenses win championships, and the Ravens believe that. And Ruiz is a great player for the uh, Saints, though. That's a great pick. That kid snapping the ball, he can also play guard. He's another one with all kinds of multiple skills. I think they'll love him on Bourbon Street, Dane. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Scott. Uh, so we're bringing in uh, Jared Smith now. He's here for uh, AFC South Talk. Titans are on the clock right now. We just got through the Jordan Brooks, Jordan Love, Jordan Brooks, Jordan's two back-to-back -back Jordans, uh, and then Patrick Queen. Fourth, pl four players from LSU uh, drafted in the first round. Uh, is that the most? How many Bama players do we have off the board? We got Jerry Judy, Jarek Jerk Wills, that and Tua. So I think LSU the most right now with four players, and the Titans pick is in right here. Jared, what do you expect? Uh, I, I could see D-tackle. I could see O-tackle. I think the trenches make sense. They lost yeah. Jarrell Casey. They lost Jack Conklin in the offseason. Again, this is a team that was uh, 30 minutes away uh, from playing in the Super Bowl last season. You know, they they had Kansas City, eh, I don't want to say on the ropes, but, you know, they certainly took control of that game in the first half. And then Patrick Mahomes did his thing in the second half, and and that was it. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs a few weeks later. So the Titans don't need a lot, but 
they certainly could use a good player up front. Marlon Davidson, the D-tackle out of Auburn, is a name that I could certainly see here. I would love to see an offensive lineman get taken because I need one more to hit my over six and a half. We could see Ezra Cleveland, perhaps. I'm a little surprised Josh Jones hasn't been picked yep. yet either. Uh, the Maybe offensive yeah. tackle out of Houston uh, great senior bowl, great measurables. We thought maybe he was better than some of those other offensive tackles in the second tier. So the top four certainly separated themselves. But the second tier of offensive tackles, I had Josh Jones as the best one. So I'm a little bit surprised here at 29. He's still on the board. That could be the pick. Uh, we'll see. I, I would expect trenches for the Titans here, though. Jared, you know, in the mock draft that we did together, Josh Jones was the person that I mocked there to the – to this team here at number 29. You mentioned Ezra Cleveland. Can you give me a little bit of a thumbnail on these two offensive linemen? What uh, what make, make, makes one stand out above the other? I know you're talking about how Ezra has been moving up draft boards. Yeah, Cleveland 6'6", 309, and it's Isaiah Wilson. Hey, we get an oh. offensive tackle. Nice. We hit our bets. You hit it. You hit it. You hit it. Nice job. Um, nice job. So, you know, I'll take, I'll take Wilson, the uh, other tackle out of Georgia, and, you know, I mean, you know, talk about how, how great the Georgia Bulldogs offensive line is. Uh, you get two bookend tackles. Both of them go in the first round of the draft. The SEC, Impressive. as expected, dominating this draft. Uh, so Wilson could play either side. Uh, I, I I had him lower on my board, but the measurables are there. The size is there. 6'7", 340. Uh, certainly has the ability to play both sides, either right or left tackle. Uh, and, again, this is what Tennessee needed. They needed to continue to build through strength which is their front seven, which is their, 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 you know, defensive line, offensive line. That's the pick. And I'm thrilled that I also hit a bet in the process. So I'm glad I was able to do that with you guys. Good I got stuff, the Jared. edge back. And I got the got edge it. back. And we Jordan Love to the Packers. Yeah, how about we it? We called that how about earlier it? this week. Uh, we're going to bring in Greg Mish uh, here. Thanks, Jared. I uh, appreciate all the work tonight. And bringing in Craig Mish. Uh, for our last pick of the broadcast, it looks like, because uh, we only got about six minutes to go. Dolphins are on the clock. We just got through Isaiah Wilson attack, offensive tackle from Georgia. I believe Jared said he hit the over six and a half, so that's seven offensive linemen uh, in the first round. And, Craig, uh, Miami Dolphins made uh, the big trade that led to Jordan Love being put in place to supplant Aaron Rodgers. So they're part of a big storyline here. Uh, and what do you expect to be their next part of their storyline in this first round? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, I still think that they like McKinney. So mm. uh, I think yeah. that's the way that they were going to go before they made that trade. Now we'll have to see if they still like him at this point or if they have that opportunity to take him. But, um, you know, that's kind of what I was told here a few minutes ago before that trade went down. So we'll certainly see if they do that or if they decide to go with a running back. But I think at this point, it's safe to say that the, their first pick in the second round will be their starting running back. Yeah, I guess the question comes, right, Mish? How far can they kick the can down the road before pulling the trigger on the running back? Do you think they see the need in the top safety on the board prioritizing over the potential three-down running back or at least risking that they may not be able to get their running back if they wait until round two? Yeah, well, I think we're going to find out if they really like one of those three running backs a lot more than the other, because if they don't take a running back here, that would tell me that they really, it really doesn't matter to them, and they'd be just fine with either having Swift or Dobbins or Taylor, but uh, from what I was told, they've liked Swift all the way up until this point, but again, it's, it's a different day in the NFL now. You have a guy like Leonard Fournette, who was one of the NFL's leading rushers, and basically no one wants him. No one taking a running back in the entire first round of the NFL draft. So it just goes to show you that teams feel like they can pick guys up off the scrap heap. And, you know, some teams get to a Super Bowl. Just look at uh, San Francisco with Mostert last year. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, in the Super Bowl, you're talking about a team that focuses a lot on their offense, not as much on their defense, which their secondary was the Achilles heel of the Kansas City Chiefs. You look at how Miami's drafting two offensive picks with their first two out of three picks in this draft. How surprised would you be for the Miami Dolphins to stick with three straight offensive picks? Well, they could, Ariel, because they let go of so many players last year. They let go, I think, of uh, 10 or 11 different starters, uh, offensive line, defensive line. And also, let's not forget the struggles that they had in the defensive backfield without Rashad Jones and, of course, Xavier Howard. I mean, this is a completely different-looking team. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all, but at the same time, 
you know, sometimes the, you know, the NFL guys are a lot smarter than us. And I wouldn't have predicted that no running back would have been taken at this point. But indeed, that's where we are. And I think it's probably a good lesson for next year, too, because I got to tell you, all three of those running backs that are available are really talented. Jonathan Taylor was a star at Wisconsin. Swift is the most dynamic running back in the draft. And look what Dobbins did for Ohio State. So, you know, yeah. I, I think this is just what the draft's going to look like, guys. I yeah. think it, I, it would be the first time since 2015 that we didn't see at least one running back go in the first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, we had Josh Jacobs last year. I think what was really telling is, look, we've seen a gradual, this happening fairly gradually. We still see players getting paid, like Christian McCaffrey just recently and Todd Gurley a couple of years ago right. and Zeke Elliott last year. But what we saw this year was a total cratering of the running back market in free agency. Guys weren't getting paid, as Craig stated. There was no trade market whatsoever. And really, when you see the progression of salaries in those top 10 players at the position, at each position on the football field, running back is basically the lowest. When you get to the 10th highest paid running back, it's about $5 million. Good work yeah. if you can get it, but it's it's telling that teams aren't really going to pay for much, so I, yeah, I, I'm I, hearing they're definitely going defensive backfield here. So it's going to be um, either McKinney or um, one other player here. Any <laughs> cornerback they may like? Gladney. Yeah, yeah. yeah read me the name. Read me Gl- the names. And Gladney I could, could be Antoine Winfield. There's Fulton out of LSU as well. That's right. Uh, at, at cornerback, the safety. Auburn has a really good quarterback. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Their cornerback. Auburn. Auburn, who would be on the clock here for Auburn, Dan? Top Auburn cornerback would, oh, I would have to pronounce his name correctly. Oh, Noah, Noah, Noah Igbenagini. There we go. Igbenagini <laughs> <laughs> would be the Auburn there, there you, there you, I think it's either McKinney or him. I haven't oh. looked that one up the last couple of days and practiced it a few times. So, Get right, ready so, to practice that one. Igbenagini and McKinney are, are up there. But there's, like Dane said, Christian Fulton, you know, Antoine Winfield. These are some other names right. that we saw. Mocked into the first yeah. round. So, uh, all right. So, uh, I mean, the Dolphins, look, the one thing I have to give them credit for, I've said I, I appreciate the way they're building it, and they did take a page out of New England's book. Brian Flores there, he's obviously convinced them that more is better, right? The one thing that we know over studying the history of the draft is that no one organization is really better at picking players than the next organization. They all have similar processes. You can go on good runs, but having all of these assets is really tantamount in order to your success. Having more chances to miss, frankly, uh, wins out or using these assets to acquire veteran players. And I think Flores is really, and Greer are obviously, obviously following that game plan, Craig. Yeah, if I could have pronounced his name, I could have scooped the pick on Sports Grid, but unfortunately, I couldn't have pronounced his name. That's who the Dolphins are taking. So, got it. All right, so there you go. Now uh, we that's our that's our scoop. I'll let, Noah, you, I'll let you do it. Noah Igbinagini uh, will be coming out of Auburn and uh, to Miami. Not a long flight, but uh, obviously a good piece of talent there. So they address both sides of the ball in the first round here, Craig, and uh, plenty more picks to go. Right, twelve more picks sure. after this. Yep, and uh, and I think that you know there could be some more trades too. I mean, you know, Mike. The interesting part for the Dolphins is is that I mean, I, I would imagine that at some point they're going to trade some of these picks either for next year to move up. That's taking on a lot of guys in an NFL draft, and I know New England has a lot of picks too. But that's something that we'll also have to keep an eye on. Maybe they'll par- parlay some of those third and fourth round picks to move up a spot or Absolutely. two in the second round tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think they take all, every single one of those players. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry, does this speak again to the fact that, as you mentioned before, they do like all three of these running backs then, right? If they are willing to move down and almost settle for whichever one is still there for them in the second round, it must mean that they're, they're comfortable with all the running backs at their disposal. It, ha- it has to be that way because I, I would have predicted that Swift would have been picked by the Dolphins in one of their first three picks for sure based on what I knew. So uh, it does tell you that they're willing to roll the dice a little bit. But again, they've got all this draft capital and you know what happens as soon as the draft ends in about 15 minutes is that all of the teams that identify a guy that they want at the top, it's almost like we do this all over again tomorrow. All the teams start calling the first pick uh, in tomorrow's draft, essentially the first pick in the second round, and they start trying to make deals as well. So it wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, I mean, they, they've got to come away with a running back <laughs> after it. this right. draft. 
Good stuff, Craig. I appreciate it. Thanks for all your work tonight. Uh, on behalf of Greg Sussman, Joe Ranieri, Ariel Dane, and the entire cast of characters that contributed to this Sports Grid special, we'll be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Thanks for watching, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.